you're listening to God of War Ragnarok from God of War Ragnarok, released November 9th, 2022, composed by Bear McCreary, featuring Ivor.
What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and I will be joined a little bit later on by Kyle, host of the Media Files every single Friday. But to start out, we are solo. Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review. Really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing. And if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continue to listen to the episodes as they upload each week. Works wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zanku. So yeah, we are going to be focusing this episode of BG Mania. It's a spotlight episode and we are focusing strictly on the recently released Sony Interactive Entertainment game developed by Santa Monica Studios, God of War Ragnarok came out back on November 9th, 2022, featuring a soundtrack that is stellar, composed by Bear McCreary. It did win the official Game Award at Jeff Keighley's Game Awards earlier this month for Soundtrack of the Year. It is an incredible, incredible soundtrack. A lot of incredible soundtracks in 2022, which Bedroth and I will be covering on the next episode. I'm so excited to sit down and do that one. But this episode, we are focusing strictly on the amazingness that is found within God of War Ragnarok. And to do so, I've actually invited Kyle from the Media Files and the Max Level Podcast, who also has been running through God of War Ragnarok. He's not finished it yet, but he has been plowing through it. I did Platinum Ragnarok, had a blast every single minute that I did, but he will be joining us after the first musical break to chat in depth about God of War Ragnarok. We're going to break this spotlight episode into just two blocks. We're going to have a block of six, and then Kyle and I are going to chat for a while, and then we're going to come back with another block of six before we close the episode out. So let's go ahead and kick to the music, since that's why you're here, and we're going to start this block out with A Sun's Path from God of War Ragnarok. Again, this released on November 9th, 2022, and it was composed by Bear McCreary.
Next up, we're going to take a listen to Holdra Brothers from God of War Ragnarok, again composed by Bear McCreary.
coming up next, we're going to take a listen to Svartalheim from God of War Ragnarok. Again, composed by Bear McCreary, featuring Ivor.
Next up in this block, let's take a listen to Grilla from God of War Ragnarok, again composed by Bear McCreary. Next, we're going to take a listen to The Hidden Beast from God of War Ragnarok, composed by Bear McCreary.
closing this block out, let's take a listen to Moosefulheim and Niflheim from God of War Ragnarok, composed by Bear McCreary.
Coming back in after that music break, I am joined by host of the Media Files every single Friday, which you do hear an ad for in these episodes, and the co-host for the Max Level Podcast every Monday. Welcome back to the BG Mania, Kyle. Hold your tongue, boy. Death can have me when it earns me. Uh, it's the best. It's the best line from any video game this year, maybe ever. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's so it's good, gonna, and I'm glad. It's going to go down as, like, one of those lines that gets remembered for, you know, it's the it's the all your base are belong to us. Um, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. It's such a clever line. Like, it's, it's so, so good. It's so bad, dude. And it's wait until just... you hear it in game. I don't think you've heard it yet. I haven't gotten that far, no. Yeah, wait till you actually hear it in the actual game itself. It's so perfectly implemented and done with the way that they did it. Um, obviously, on this episode, we are talking about God of War Ragnarok and listening to some fantastic music composed by Bear McCreary, um, who on, honestly was at the Game Awards he this was. past Thursday night on uh, December 8th, playing that crazy instrument on stage. It's it's what I called, what did I call it? I called it a dulcimer, but I was, I was corrected, and it's actually a hurdy-gurdy. Which I thought was a joke. It's not a joke. That is a hurdy-gurdy. Yeah, that's what I think Sev actually said that, right? And usually, uh, yeah, a, a dulcimer usually is more along the lines coming of coming from his mouth, it's a joke. It, I, I hate being proved wrong by Sev. Yeah, it's awful. Um, but I am not proud enough. I am enough of a man to admit my faults <laughs> and my wrongs. Of course. I'm, I'm coming clean right now like the liver king. Um, I yeah, a dulcimer is more of a of a guitar type thing. Um it's like a a very long necked kind of harp guitar situation whereas a a hurdy-gurdy is what we saw and that's kind of a stringed weird little thing where you turn a crank and you ding 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 and uh it's pretty it's pretty neat i don't know i don't know how to describe a hurdy-gurdy for people that have never just google hurdy-gurdy you'll see it other names include wheel fiddle <laughs> Mm, that's not as fun, though. No, I know. Hurdy Gurdy's better. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to think of, like, ways to describe it. it wheel Fiddle is close it's, to it, what it it's actually... It's a Wheel Fiddle. It, it, it kind of really looks is. like a mandolin with a crank. Yeah, with some keys that you can push in that make a big clanky noise as you push them in. Should I buy a Hurdy Gurdy and learn to play it? You could. Do you think there's a, a market of fame for that? In your genre of music, yes. In my genre of music, what does that mean? Hurdy gurdy for sale. Let's Google uh like folk music, music, right? What's that? Like more like folk music and Oh for sure. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely, I think, in folk music. Uh, I wouldn't call that my genre. It's one of my genres. I, I am know, a I know. I am a you are, partaker of you are, many you genres. You are well traveled, I know. Just like yes. I am. I think both of us are. I think we have a resounding love, but I a folk is probably one of my favorites and I I'm not sure that there's a lot of hurdy-gurdy that I've listened to <laughs> in folk, but maybe I just didn't know. Yeah, who knows. Yeah. It is po it is possible. Yeah, you mean. could you could stream yourself learning how to play the hurdy gurdy. I could be Twitch's premier hurdy gurdy. You player. could be the hurdy gurdy guy on Twitch. That could be your name, hurdy gurdy guy. Yeah. Instead of Mister Cool Guy, it's just hurdy gurdy guy. Bruce to hurdy gurdy. <laughs> That's your new gimmick, Bruce That's Worthy. My new gimmick. Throwing it away, Bruce Worthy the hurdy gurdy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glad we're sitting down to talk about God of War Ragnarok on this episode of BG Mania, though, which is an official episode. This is not a bonus episode because you and I were initially going to do a spoiler cast or a sit down for the media files on God of War Ragnarok. Right. And we just never did. We didn't. And part of that is is my own uh, shortcoming. I, I've not beaten the game yet. It's been out for over a month, and I've not had the chance to actually play it enough to beat it. And so. are you... So you, we, we just talked about this because you and I recorded an episode for the Media Files, which did just upload this past Monday on our, like, our favorite video games of 2022. Correct, yeah. And just 2022 as a whole and looking forward to 2023. But um, we talked and you were in Vanaheim at the time. Right. Which is which, where I still am. Yeah, you still are there. I know you said uh-huh. you were going to try to make some progress tonight. I don't know tonight if Tonight I will after this, yeah. Yeah, so you might make it a little further. Um, so let's just recap some of the things that we've said. How yeah. do you feel on God of War Ragnarok at the point where you're at right now compared to some other things, right? Like we have to we have to obviously point out that God of War Ragnarok was nominated for a Game of the Year award and was likely the only other choice besides the inevitable winner, which was Elden Ring. Right. Which I, is... I, think, I think everybody recognizes that too. If it wasn't yes. God of War, it was Elden Ring and vice versa. Yeah, which Elden Ring is your number one game of 2022, whereas God of War Ragnarok is currently mine, and that's probably not going to change. Obviously, there's 17 days left in the year, but that's not going to change right. between now and then. So how do you feel at the point where you're at right now with God of War Ragnarok? Well, I, I think it stands to mention, too, that when we say, you know, this is year one, Elden Ring year two, and vice versa for me, both of us rate, I, as far as I'm aware, we rate both of these games, both of us, 10 out of 10. Yeah, these are 10 out of 10 reviews for both of us if we actually pen them. I think that the only way that I rate a game a 10 out of 10 is if I consider it genuinely a masterpiece. Right. And I think that both games are. I think that they it's not to say that they're perfect. Right. Not to say that they're bug free or there's something that I maybe, you know, every second of the entire journey was a was a splendid ordeal. Uh, But they are masterpieces of their genre. Right. And so, you know, it's not a game that I would compare to Elden Ring. I think that they play very, very differently. Uh, But it's a game that I'm totally enthralled and I did play God of War 2018 earlier this year in preparation knowing that Ragnarok was coming later this year yeah, and you were very late to the party on that one I was very late to the party uh, but I enjoyed it thoroughly and I can I respect that game you know as a masterpiece of storytelling I think that this game ups the antes in a lot of way where you know God of War 2018 overall is a pretty simple story and then things kind of weave in and out of that story but it's it's a, a tale of a father and a son grieving the passing of the mom and and wife of that family the the you know head woman Faye. figure of that family Faye. yeah and in order to appropriately show their appreciation and love for her they are going to spread her ashes over the highest mountain of the realm Right, which is a a mountain um, in the land of the giants. If yeah, I recall Yotunheim. correctly, Yotunheim. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, really, that's the the entire point of that story. There are some foils in the story that you have to get past, and uh, you know, one of the main ones end up ends up being the the Norse god Baldur that you have to get past. But um, 
really that's the crux and the entire point of that story is Kratos and Atreus trying to do that. This story all leads, the story of Ragnarok all is a result of how they were able to spread those ashes, mm-hmm. right? And what happens at the end of that game. And it's a different dealing, story. Dealing we with are, the consequences, right? Like Right, of that yeah. journey. Yes. And what that journey entailed. And so I think it's a much deeper story. I think it's a much more complex story, but I think it benefits in some ways from that too. I think you're able to introduce a lot more characters. You're able to take these, you know, these two characters, Kratos and Atreus into different directions and different realms that we didn't get to go to in the first game. And like I said, I think I think the game is better for it. Um, do I think it's a better game than 2018? I think overall, maybe yes, but I don't yes, think that takes I away think, from 2018. I think it either. is. Yeah, I think I agree. I think it is a better game than 2018. I, I think it War. is too. But but like I say, I don't think that, you know, calling it a better game than that one. I don't think that takes away anything from 2018 either. I think 2018 still stands on its own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfectly well. Yeah. And it's cool, obviously, this being a sequel to 2018, this being much more fresh for you, having played it earlier this year, you are revisiting a lot of the same areas from that game just under the effects of Ragnarok. Right. So you get to kind of see how the world changed and became during this entire period, which is really cool. I I like when, you know, games kind of show passage of time and and things like that. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting. It's super cool. I think God of War Ragnarok is my favorite game of 2022 because of the outstanding storytelling that Sony Santa Monica was able to fluidly weave into this game. Like 2018, it had a good narrative, right? Like it was really solid, but Ragnarok feels like at times and in certain areas, Oscar worthy, right? right? Like this is a game and, and there have been a few other games that have managed to pull this off, obviously looking at Hideo Kojima, right? Um, and, and some of the things that he's done, say with Death Stranding, and man, I can't wait for DS2. Right. But there aren't a lot of games that feel like they could be nominated for an Academy Award in their story. But Ragnarok has that. Yeah, I I think that The Last of Us series does as well. The Last of Us is another one that actually, yes, The Last of Us, absolutely. Um, I I think that some of the earlier stories from the Metal Gear Solid series, again, Kojima, you know, uh, but I, and honestly, probably Nier Automata, which I also played this year, uh, you know, a really, really incredible story there. I, I, I don't know that I would say Oscar worthy, but the narrative is the crux of that game. Sure. And, you know... We're, we're getting to a point where these games are telling stories that are so captivating and fascinating that when I explain these games to people that maybe don't traditionally play video games or even enjoy video games, you know, these are stories that I think resonate with people outside of gaming, right? And I think it's, I think it's going to lead to a wider and broader sphere of adaptation of these games. I would not at all be shocked to see an adaptation of this story on the screen within the next decade. Uh, it just is like possible. we're getting yeah, the, last look at the Last of Us TV series. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that is 100% possible. And, you know, if done right, obviously with the right actors and the right people, I think it could be a freaking home run in terms of a, a big oh, movie adaptation. Yeah. yeah, this could be something incredible. Um, hopefully it would be done better than Uncharted. But I think what has really drawn a lot of me into Ragnarok as well is obviously the reason that we're here on this episode for BG Mania, and that's the soundtrack by Bear McCreary. Right. He takes this feeling... And this vibe of, you know, the the Norse mythology and everything that encapsulates it, right? You've got some some awesome choir work throughout some of the tracks, you know, some chanting. They brought back uh, Ivor, who was featured in the original God of War soundtrack, more specifically on the, I think it was called Remembering Fae track on the original game, the one that, you know, is a very emotional scene when that when that track actually plays in 2018's God of War. Um, they are back on the Ragnarok soundtrack in several tracks, but they also, as we mentioned on the Game Awards earlier, they utilized a Irish folk singer by the name of Hosier. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, seven Hose, I, se- I think it's Hosier. Seven, but- seven I were joking around that this was a guy that you would be familiar with that nobody else knew. Um, He's had a f- few pretty big hits he uh i don't doubt it it's just take me to take me to church was the biggest one came out maybe a decade ago wait that um, was him yeah that's Jose. i know that i know that song take me to church i worship like i did not know that was him lies. yeah wow. that's him. i did not know that yeah there you go you know him see Dang. i bet sev does too well i mean they, everybody probably knows that song that song is massive yeah it was huge yeah that song is very very massive so there you There's go Jose. many commercials right like i mean that that's uh-huh. been everywhere so um well, that's kind of cool that he performed at the the Game Awards then. Oh, yeah. Um, I was not familiar with, with what he had done and, and who he was, but he is featured on a track on the soundtrack as well, which I believe I'm looking at the playlist. Yes, it is the track we're going to actually close the episode out with after we listen to another block of music and then I come back and, and exit out the show, we'll actually listen to the track that he's featured on, which is called Blood Upon the Snow. Mm-hmm. And that was the track that they, they did at the Game Awards, obviously. Um, it, it's such a, a gripping soundtrack, right? Like, the music fits the areas and it, and it tries to portray, like, in Svartalheim, right? It gives off that Tolkien-esque dwarven feel, in Alfheim, you get a Lord of the Rings, right? Elven feel almost. Like, they, they, they and I know they're both Tolkien, but, um, and then in Vanaheim, which is a, a different kind of realm, you get a more serene, peaceful, but in other areas, it really ramps up as well. Um, I'm trying not to spoil some of these things for you, too, because I know <laughs> you're not finished and you haven't experienced everything that these realms have to offer, because right. another thing that God of War Ragnarok does well is the backtracking and utilizing upgrades and skills and abilities to unlock further things in the zones that you've already been to. Um, But the music just really fits so well. And this was nominated for soundtrack of the year. Was it not? Did it win? No, I believe Elden Ring won soundtrack of the year. Did Elden Ring win soundtrack of the year? I'm looking now. I can't remember which one. And I guess that's probably kind of sad that I don't remember which one. No, God of War Ragnarok did win. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, soundtrack of the year was God of War Ragnarok. Okay. And I think that's well-deserved. 
I, I think it's deserved. It wasn't my choice. Yeah, you and I had both thought Metal Hellsinger probably. Metal Hellsinger is my choice for yeah. that. I, I don't think a soundtrack um, eclipsed that that one for me. Uh, it was just phenomenal, and, and I think it's my favorite episode of BG Mania today of this year. It's one well. of our most popular episodes of BG Mania in 2022. That, that episode did massive numbers and continues to do massive numbers to this day. Yeah, and I, I'm going to, I'll uh, spoil out here a little bit. We're going to do a best of songs for 2022 for the Media Files a little bit. And a track from that is going to make an appearance because... You know, you shared your best of list with me this year, your YouTube playlist, and that track was not on there. It is. Is it on there and I just missed it? It is. Or did you add there, yeah. it after you shared it? No, it's it's on there. It's It's been on there. Oh, dang. I didn't even see it. Yep. But uh, it's, it's listed as something different, but it's because oh, they have... Why? They haven't put out the official soundtrack yet, so it is listed as like Metal Hell Singer and not the actual track name. Um, but that song will be talked about on the media files coming up as well. Um, but I don't think that God of War Ragnarok winning was undeserved either. I do think that this is an incredibly, I mean, momentous soundtrack in, in that it plays a vital part of the emotion of the story of this game and the, the atmosphere of this game throughout. Yeah, it's really incredible. I mean, obviously, Bear McCreary has solidified himself as the composer for God of War moving forward, just like I feel like Christopher Judge, you know, however long he wants to talk at the Game Awards is A-OK in my book. He did a great speech, but I, I mean, there is no other voice of Kratos at this point. Oh, no, definitely. But um, I do think that moving forward and I and I I kind of want to like eventually with you, maybe on air or somewhere, maybe off air, talk about the future of the God of War franchise and where it could potentially move after Ragnarok um, because it's set up to go a number of different places, I feel like. And I'm excited to see the route that they decide to choose. And, you know, you'll you'll have a better understanding of this, obviously, once you finish the game, because you're, you, you're still far. You still have quite a bit of ways right. to go. I've got a ways to go. Yeah. Yeah. You've still got a few other realms that I don't even know that you've been to for the first time yet. Maybe like one or two additional. Okay. And then doing some backtracking throughout all the others. And, and I don't know if you're going to 100% it or going for all the side. Like, I don't know what your plan is, but um, you still got some time. But I think that would be a fun discussion to have because this this game in the end sets up the, the franchise to go a number of different ways with future games or spinoffs that they could explore. Um, but I don't think, obviously, we've seen the last of God of War. We've probably... Ooh, let me think. So the PS5 came out in 2020. Will we see another God of War on PS5 before PS6? I think it's possible. Um, I do think it's possible. But I think Reusing it also... some assets. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, Maybe it, the spinoff game would be more realistic for PS5. It's possible, but like I don't think... Like an Uncharted that, Lost Legacy type deal. I don't think that we see that. Um, because this game, as I understand, is kind of the end of this story for God of War, right? There will be more God of War stories, but as far as the Norse telling of God of War, I think that we are done here. Um, and so I think, well, gosh, I guess maybe we could. It's hard to say. My, my thought process, without spoiling anything, 
is that we get sometime before the end of the PS5's life cycle, which the PS5 and the Xbox series, based on what Sony and Microsoft have been saying, coming out of the pandemic with the rise of pricing on all of these components, mm-hmm. they, are, they are looking to have the PS5 and the Xbox, basically their console, until like 2028. Right. Which is going to make it end up being one of the longest, if not longest, generation by the time it's said and done. Yeah, and if that's the case, then yes, we see another one. And I think what we end up seeing is that Uncharted Lost Legacy type side story, you know, a little bit shorter than an average God of War. I platinumed Ragnarok and it took me like 36 some odd hours, I think. Uh, I guess that would be even hours, but 36 hours and some odd number amount of minutes. Right. But, um, you know, maybe the platinum, whatever comes next, 20, 30 hours at most. So something a little on the shorter side, but a side story set in this same time frame so a lot of assets can be reused and you'll sure. get an idea of the side story that I have in my head I know you'll have the same one in your head once you finish the game right right um and then you know Santa Monica Studio would probably be looking ahead to the next Kratos adventure which a lot of people are wanting him to go explore either the Egyptian mythos or like Mayan right and that'd be I mean there you know this this could end up turning kind of like a Assassin's Creed type thing right and and I don't think they want to go that route entirely but there are kind of an endless amount of possibilities here and and within Ragnarok they tease the other areas that they may eventually take Kratos to oh, okay some of the collectibles that you get I forget the actual name but there's six of them and they each come from a different mythological kingdom. Oh, like, okay. you know, there is something from Greece, right? Where Kratos originally came from. There's something from Egypt. There's something from the Mayans. They tease a couple other okay. um, areas that... And they make reference to, like, gods and that kind of stuff there. So they're teasing this could come next. See, that's that's very cool. That's very cool. And I think it's a, you know, going Norse with the God of War story, I think was a good way to continue the legacy of Kratos and the tale of Kratos. Um, and I think that, you know, going forward, you don't want to play that out either. You don't want to play out that idea, much like Assassin's Creed has, I, in my opinion. Um, but it is a good way to keep this story moving forward and, and this, you know, this, this larger than life character, literally this God of a character uh, moving forward into into different tales yeah i definitely can't wait to see what comes next and obviously you know god of war 2018 didn't have any dlc did it i don't think it did i not that i played (laughs) yeah i don't think that it did thinking back so i can't imagine that you know obviously with horizon forbidden west we're getting some dlc in april of next year burning shores taking us to hollywood right i don't know that we will get something like that for ragnarok i would welcome it if we did, and I would absolutely play it. But for and now... We are going to get more for Elden Ring as well. We are. We are. We we did just recently get last week that uh, Coliseum, Coliseum update. Yeah. Yeah, which added some PvP elements into the game more so than there already was. But there is some single-player DLC and story content coming for Elden Ring at some point. We just don't know when. Right, right. And they, they've said that we've got multiple things on the horizon for... Uh, Elden Ring and that's really exciting they also said I, I 
I was going to talk to you about this in the chat for the Game Awards when Armored Core Six was announced. I said, I wonder if this is a Souls-like game, and you said, Oh, it's got to be. And, and I think said, we and and I actually mentioned that on the episode that Seven I recorded oh, okay, today okay. earlier for Max Level because I've had I think in the discussion you and I had that we pre-recorded for Max Level before Seven I sat down, they hadn't said yet, and I think we right. even mentioned like, Oh wow, I hope this plays like a Souls game. It does and they've not. come back and said. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. I picked up on that, too, and I made sure to correct it because I don't know that I'll edit it out of the episode when you and I are talking about nah, it. Don't so. leave it in. Yeah. Let, let us look dumb. We're Who going cares? live. We're live. Who cares? Man, we haven't done a live. Obviously, I do live streams, but we've only ever done one live podcast ever. Oh, and that was, was when, either. Well, you were not there. It was just uh. me and Frank, and it was for an anniversary of, I think, max level. And we did it live on twitch and that's the only one we ever did okay <laughs> there you go yeah it's actually in the archives of the maximal podcast <laughs> um i think it's called i think it was in like like i said it's in the first hundred episodes definitely probably even in the first 60 but it's like our big live episode or something like that i don't know may have to go find that one go back through the backlogs yeah that's some people good. did drop in yeah i mean I, I i do like that aspect about live podcasting is interacting with the chat and letting that fill some of the content as well like that I do like I can't remember if we had anyone in or my guess is probably not but I, there may have been a few people in the chat <laughs> right right oh man but I think what we're going to do since we've been talking here for about a half hour we do have another block of six tracks to listen to and then I will be back to close the episode out and then we'll kick to that Jose is it Jose you know, I've been saying now you've got me questioning it because I've been saying Jose and one of my friends calls him Jose, but maybe it's Jose. Maybe it's like Josier, Josier, Josier. I've heard it pronounced. I want to say it's like, man, I don't know. But that's it. Well, take me to church. That's Yeah, that's take me to church. Dun, 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 dun. Don't know the lyrics because, you know, not really. I don't really want to be taken to church. Off me that deathless death. Good God. <laughs> take me. Take me away from church if possible. But, um... We will kick to these next block of six tracks. And and Kyle, thank you again for sitting down to chat a little bit about God of War Ragnarok with me here for the episode. So it wasn't just me. Dude, it's my pleasure. And uh, that's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go sit on my couch, play some God of War Ragnarok. All right. Well, enjoy. Let me know what you think. I've already uninstalled it off of my PS5 for now because I did platinum it. And I just don't expect there to be any DLC. But uh, yeah, it's it's a big game, man. Yeah. It's if you're not going to go gigs. back to it, get rid of it. I needed that space for Crisis Core. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Did you pick that up yet? I did. It's pre-installed. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I'm ready to go on that. I think Seems the only like game I'm picking up before the end of the year now is, is a sports story. Sports story. Yeah. That yeah. Is still hopefully will be out this year. Uh, Crisis Core, not my final purchase of the year. River City Girls 2 will probably be my final oh, purchase yeah. of the year, which is this Thursday. Yeah. Definitely. I got to, you know what though, sports story, just because I need to, I got to save up a little more money though before uh, January, February, March hits and I'm just purchasing like crazy because some of these games coming out oh boy yeah there's some there's some really solid stuff next year that i'm looking forward to playing and then i'm also looking forward to listening to uh we, we will have some spotlight episodes much like this one on some of these big games as we always do next year so i'm really looking forward to consuming those soundtracks too but i'm uh i'm looking forward to that little message you send me hey want to hop into the uh to the bg mania episode of uh hollow Knight silk song releasing in january oh man can you imagine no, hopefully it happens one day dude i'm telling this you gonna, one it'll day, happen one day it'll happen one, one day, day we're gonna be right yeah no it'll release eventually but we just don't know when <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. All right. Well, thanks again for jumping in to this episode with me, Kyle. And I'll let you get to Ragnarok. And for us, we are going to kick to our next track, which, again, is from God of War Ragnarok, just like everything else is on the episode today. Again, released November 9th, 2022. We're going to listen to Remembering Faye, composed by Bear McCurry, featuring Ivor. This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. Next up, let's take a listen to Return to Helheim from God of War Ragnarok, composed by Bear McCreary.
Up next, we're going to take a listen to The Hammer of Thor from God of War Ragnarok, composed by Bear McCreary. Next, we're going to take a listen to Ragnarok from God of War Ragnarok. This released on November 9th, 2022, composed by Bear McCurry, of course.
coming up next, we'll take a listen to Rob's Lament from God of War Ragnarok, composed by Bear McCreary.
and closing this block out before we close the entire show out, let's take a listen to The Allfather from God of War Ragnarok, composed by Bear McCreary.
That is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed this spotlight-focused episode on the wonderful soundtrack found within God of War Ragnarok. There are a lot of tracks found in this soundtrack. We're only playing 14 of them here on the show, obviously. If you like what you heard, go check out the rest of the soundtrack. It is stellar from start to finish. Some really great stuff. Even if you don't play the game, even if you have no desire to play the game, which I think is crazy, it is a 10 out of 10 release, and everyone should experience God of War Ragnarok. But even if you have no desire to do so, if you like video game music or you just like music in general, go check out this soundtrack because it is great. But we do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music, or more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow this show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of the Spotlight episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Blood Upon the Snow from God of War Ragnarok. Released again on November 9th, 2022, composed by Bear McCreary, featuring Hosier. And again, this was done at the Game Awards, which Kyle and I talked about. Keep the music playing... And keep it loud.
Too hard.